Hi, my name is Ushul, and you are listening to Unique Careers, Unique Lives podcast. In this episode, my guest is Arun Mahajan. Arun is a career mentor and the founder of Careers Development Group. In this episode, we talked about how he made his career journey from being a finance professional to a career mentor, what he has learned in this journey and what he suggests to people who want to make international career changes and especially who want to start a career in Germany. I hope you enjoyed this episode and looking forward to talking to you in the end. I want to start with how I connected to you. I was looking for people who are in the area of careers and I somehow found your profile and I remember you having posted an event that was full of people there were like uh, pages of pa- uh, you know uh, faces <laughs> little tiles together uh, that's uh, such a great thing that you gathered so many people together and I wanted to get to know more about you so I want to start from that point <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, what do you do right now that brings people on to talk with you? So, first and foremost, thank you for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to be connected with you. I'm so happy that you reached out, and we are having this uh, conversation today. For what I do right now is I genuinely try to help people in their careers, based on what my experience has been, based on uh, being an expat in Germany, setting up my own career. Uh, going through the cultural learning, the working style learning, and going through different companies from Amazon and Munich, which is everyone is aware one of the biggest companies, to working for a small startup company which had about like forty forty five people across the whole spectrum. There was a huge amount of interaction on different levels, different responsibilities, different challenges, which something you can know only if you have worked in the country. And these challenges, especially in Germany, as an expat, there is always a initial challenge of language. And especially if you're coming from the Asian culture, this is even more pronounced because it takes a lot of getting used to, to the German culture of working, just also socially interacting. My intention is to use my experience, my knowledge to share it with people who are looking for careers in Germany. And it benefits both ways because I get to meet interesting people like yourself uh, through this whole journey. I meet and interact with very intelligent people. I share my knowledge with them. I also sometimes get to learn from them. I have a finance background, but these people come from IT to management to marketing to other areas of finance to HR, uh, operations, supply chain. So everything you can imagine. For me also, it's a learning opportunity. It's a growth opportunity. And Every person shares their own story. For me, the focus is to how to understand their background because every person is individual. Kind of translate that into what is the potential they have in Germany and then share with them what my understanding is, how they can best set up a career in Germany. What I heard from you saying is that you share your experience, but at the same time, you invite other people to share their experience as well. Yes, How did you decide to start this business? I know you have already mentioned that you worked in big companies. You worked also in a startup. And what happened there after having experiences in different countries that you 
started a new chapter in your life and started sharing your experience as your business? Yeah, for me, coming to Germany, working in different companies, big and small, all of them were exciting challenges, uh, exciting learning experiences. Each of the company I worked with was very unique. I worked in e-commerce, I worked in marketing agencies, I worked in companies selling very high-end luxury household goods. Each of the company had something new that I learned, uh, I got exposed to. So all the roles were very exciting. It was just me who was kind of now feeling that uh, I wanted to get out of the job environment, not just being an employee. And I was looking to do doing something. At the start, I actually started started writing about my experiences, especially in finance, uh, on a website called Quora. And this website is really huge in India, where I come from. What was surprising is that I started getting a lot of career-related questions, which uh, either related to studies or finding jobs in Germany. And this is where I actually started interacting with people, understanding what I found out was that although on the internet there is a huge amount of information, all of this information actually comes from mostly sources which do not have any personal experience. So it's either coming from people who have set up a business where they want to send people from one country to other country for studies, for jobs. They charge them for the visa and everything, but they themselves do not know what it takes to build up a career in Germany. And this is where I felt there was a huge gap because most of the expats who come to Germany, they think just getting a visa to Germany, that already means that the life and the career is set for them in the country, which is not really the case because once you land here, you have the language challenge, you have the cultural challenge, the working styles are very different. So Germany has a very unique working com culture compared to what is more commonly adopted in the whole of the world, which is more if I could put it that way, more of an American way of culture, long hours, uh, working literally every day, no distinction between weekdays and weekends. And this is something which still takes getting used to. I know of a person who was a speaker in one of the events and uh, he moved from Singapore to Germany directly. Initially, he was alone, so his family was still back in Singapore and he used his weekend to do some trainings that he was supposed to complete in office and he went to office on Monday and told his boss that he completed these trainings and the boss was not happy about it, that he used his weekend to do some official work. So these are the small things, plus also there are obviously bigger things, the way Germans approach work, how the responsibilities are taken care of, how the hiring is done. This is something you can only know if you have worked in the country. And I saw there was a huge gap and the result was that a lot of the people who were coming here, who especially were either students or young freshers or young professionals, they were not able to get the right understanding of what they're getting into, which eventually lead to quite a lot of them really struggling even for internships, then for jobs. In some worst case scenarios, a lot of them have to go back home. And this is something which is really bad because Germany needs skilled professionals. Germany needs experienced professionals, high quality young professionals. And if we are getting the people here and eventually if they have to go back, then it doesn't make any sense because both the sides lose out. The people lose out on an opportunity. The country loses out on human resources. And for me, this is very important. And this is where I'm trying to make my whole contribution. As you mentioned that I bring in different speakers because first of all, I don't I don't claim that I have the knowledge of everything. <laughs> so it's always nice to have people with different experiences, different backgrounds, even within the same domain, everyone can have a different experience. For example, in finance, if I work only in big companies, 
versus someone in finance who works only in small companies have a very different journey and a story to tell. So my intention is to actually provide a very holistic view of what it takes at different levels with different people coming from different backgrounds to build up a career in Germany. And this is what really got me started into this whole venture. Thank you for telling the story. I listened to you, but at the same time, I was having a tape playing in my mind. This morning, I, I watched a video of Marie Forleo. So she was answering some questions. One question was from a creative person saying, there's a gap between my what I can deliver and what I want to do versus what people are asking from me. And she turned it around and she said, well, what is the purpose of a business? The purpose of a business is actually serving what they're asking, meet them where they're at, and then build that, add your creativity in the way that you serve people. And the way that you started telling your story exactly connected with I what I took from her is that you started expressing yourself, which is I'm also curious if I will ask you what was that trigger. You started writing about something, but the response came from somewhere else that was a bit different than how you started. But you didn't just say, ah, that's not what I want. I want to tell this <laughs> instead. <laughs> you responded to these people and you went into conversations which created a new business area for you which was different than your initial idea and you build it up there mm -hmm. coming back to my curiosity <laughs> so what was this because you said when I was doing uh, the other jobs that were all en enjoyable for me they were all interesting and I did think things that I liked but there was still one thing that I wanted to to try it feel you didn't say try but there was something missing for me that I wanted to go and do and that feels to me that this expressing yourself maybe or you wanted to share uh, what you knew in a direct way I felt like this is not what you said again can you tell me about that times when you started writing on core about finance you said mm -hmm. as far as I remember what what was your motivation so I actually come from a very humble and a middle class uh, background back in India so money for us was always a very high priority. Uh, I have two younger brothers. So uh, my only my father was earning initially and then my mother started working. So for us, we always had money for the, for the basic necessities. That was never an issue. But uh, taking a vacation for us was like once in a year, a big privilege. And taking a vacation meant actually going to our grandparents' house in different cities. So that was what our uh, vacations was. And... Growing up, I knew the value of money. Um, I did my MBA where I took an education loan. So once I started working, my biggest focus was to pay back this money. The reason I started writing about finance, personal finance specifically, was because I do a lot of investing on my own. I do not take uh, like these uh, services from financial experts or uh, I do not even uh, read on internet about these things. I do my own research. I make my own investment decisions. Probably because of my background in finance, uh, I have been very lucky in some of the investments that I made. What I saw around me was that people were working, especially back in Asia, 10, 12 hours easily on a daily basis to earn a salary. But when the money came into their bank account, they depended on others on how to manage that money. And for me, that's a very unfortunate way of managing your money. My belief is that uh, if I have money, then the money should also be working equally hard for me 
as I'm working hard for it. So that was my philosophy and that's where my whole thing came from. So even in personal finance, I was writing more about how do you find good stocks, how, uh, which are the industries you should look for, what are the sectors you should evaluate, and always from a future perspective. I'm kind of a person who looks for opportunities and I don't want to or I don't like to go into domains which are already very crowded or popular because they have the highest amount of competition, they have the highest amount of uh, risk and the returns are not really that great. So I'll give you an example. One of the bigger, uh, one of the first investments I made was in a stock which was in Indian rupees about 150, 170 rupees average. I made the investment and at that time, this company was really small. This was, I think, in 2013. And from average of 150, 160 rupees, this stock is today about 2000 rupees. <laughs> yeah, so this is the kind of reaction I uh, get when I tell the story. So for me, this is what really the fun is. The, okay, the money increases, obviously that's a benefit, but what it also tells me is the way I found this stock, I found this industry, I found this domain, the thinking that I used, the hypothesis I used to find this stock or research this stock, there was something right in that. So I was that was the reason I was able to get a stock which went more than 10 times. And this is exactly what I look for uh, when I'm making decisions. So that's why I didn't tell you the stock name. My focus is on generating value by teaching people how to, to make them independent. So tomorrow they apply that technique to IT sector or finance sector or whichever uh, other stock or industry they want. And the results will be the same because the approach is very solid. The, the process is very solid. And this is why I wanted to write on Quora. And this is what I started to write. You will actually find some of my oldest answers or earliest answers totally related to personal finance. I was, uh, I did not even consider myself knowledgeable enough to advise people on their careers. And eventually the goal was to help people with their personal finance because I know how the financial services industry works. Nothing against them, but uh, they work on commission. So the more they sell to you, they get a better commission. And what they're selling to you may or may not be the best thing for you uh, from, a, from an investment perspective or from an insurance or from a pension or a retirement plan. So the focus was to tell people, it's your money. You have worked so hard for it. Please take care of it. Please manage it yourself. That was the intention. But why did you even start? I mean, this is very generous of you. It feels like you had a success and you wanted to share. Usually like, there are people who just want to keep their secret and make themselves rich unless until they have everything secure and then give it. Again, why? Yeah, because for me, I felt that something was missing in my daily life, in daily routine. Obviously, I was doing a job. I was getting a salary at the end of the month, especially because I was working in uh, two smaller companies. I was working directly with the CEOs. I was learning a lot from them. Uh, it was an international culture, so learning about different cultures. But there was something still missing, which I felt I needed to kind of share. And actually, my youngest brother, he at that time used to write really nice things. So I always felt like, okay, uh, this is something which really touches you. And for me... I'm not more of a blog writer kind of a person, but more of a, okay, ask me a question and I can give you, or I can try to give you an answer. And because of that, I think the format on Quora was very conducive. You have a list of questions you can find on every topic. I could feel that this is something probably I can answer. And initially, obviously, uh, it's a very big uh, thing to put yourself out there on a social media. 
you have people from all kinds who like you who appreciate you who understand what you're trying to do to people who will say like nasty things about you they will kind of uh, give rude comments or uh, feedback so it was a big thing but luckily for me i got a lot of positive response and i started connecting with people who genuinely wanted help and it kind of was a evolution process where i started with just talking to people and then i realized okay i really like talking to people i like interacting with people i like helping people and while with the personal finance the focus was helping people in finance i realized there is no personal finance if people don't have a career so first people need to have a career so i took a step back uh, focused on the career uh, finance is still a focus for me i do uh, finance consulting with two or three clients i have on the side uh, those are my personal projects i am working with couple of startups advising them on their uh, initial funding rounds and those things so i think finance will be a part of my <laughs> my existence uh, for some time still but uh, the core focus is getting something or doing something which actually makes meaning on a daily basis mm-hmm. i could hear this this meaning that you wanted to create it was really a contribution that i was hearing from you you wanted to contribute with what you knew and i was curious about this transition when you realized there was a demand people were asking you for your services and you realized you were liking what you were doing how was the starting to charge now process for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is something which uh, actually even before this venture uh, i already faced in the service i provide as a financial uh, expert so while i was still setting up the business i have never asked anyone for money for any of the services that i did so because when you are an employee you work and the salary comes in your bank account you never have to ask for it the only time once in a year you have to have this discussion with your boss is when you have your annual review and then you already know you will get probably 2% increase or 5% increase and then you can always go in prepared okay last year i did this 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 uh, this is so much value i bring would you give me 5% and then the boss usually says no 2% or 3% or whatever i'm still not very comfortable asking for money <laughs> for these things but at the same time i also recognize if you look at look at my linkedin uh, inbox i think on average i get like 50 60 messages on a daily basis it's just not possible for me to reply to all of them and there has to be a mechanism for me to uh, differentiate between people who are serious who really need help versus people who are just uh, exploring let's say uh, for the ones who are exploring i have nothing against them we can have a discussion uh, that's where i offer a lot of information in the open so on quora on linkedin on different mediums uh, during webinars i share a lot of information on 3rd of october i did a session which was ama ask me anything so people who, who registered they could send in the questions they could share whatever topics they had and uh, we made a list of the relevant questions and we sh- gave the answers in the webinar so there was no fees all of my events are free so there is a lot of free information for people who are just exploring i want to use my time because that is one thing i have limited of i cannot <laughs> increase the hours in a day this is the time i want to keep very focused on people who really need the guidance they need the help they need the support and for this obviously uh, they have to pay for it because there is no no reason for me to kind of have a discussion if they don't appreciate the value of it so for me it's more like a filter to make sure that people are just who are serious are the ones who get through that barrier and the first challenge i faced was the first client i got was 
I was not even looking for a client, the one with whom I'm doing a third project and uh, one of my friends. And that's why I believe really, really highly in the value of the network, the power of network. This friend of mine knew that I was starting out on my own. So he knew that I would be looking for some engagement as a project. He already talked to this guy and the guy contacted me. I thought it would be probably like one or two hours of help. So I'll probably charge a very simple number. When this guy explained the whole project, it was more like a 100, 150 hour project. And he asked me like, how much you charge? I said, let me think over it and I'll get back to you. And then I went to my friend because he's into sales. So I asked him like, how do I charge? What do I charge? And he said like, you tell me. <laughs> so this was something which was learning experience for me. And I realized that when you're starting your or running your own business, initially you have to learn, you have to get out of this mindset of being an employee and get into a mindset of being running your own business. You have things don't go well or as planned. I started my whole business in January, February this year. I wanted to go to India to conduct physical workshops and then COVID happened. So my option was to move online, adapt to the Zoom culture, the whole webinar culture. And I'm a person who's more interested and prefers to meet people, talk to people physically, face-to-face, -face, interact with them. That's how I connect with people. So it's just a matter of adapting whenever you have. And this is the same thing which goes for uh, charging clients for the services. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm hearing you saying it's a learning process and it's uh, it's it's challenging in the beginning, but considering the investment that you make in terms of your time and separating who really wants to make the investment in themselves will go through the paying process and uh, yes. to serve also these people better, you need to differentiate. I just want to add on this. So I have a plan in my mind, which I'm working on. So actually just today, I sent in my first ever, uh, ever in my life <laughs> marketing proposal to a partner. And uh, my plan is actually to make sure that I am able to get partners along who are more like companies who are willing to pay for these training or some programs that I have in my mind. So that eventually the people who are participating in the program are not really restricted to participate just because they cannot pay for the program. This program is going to be very, very limited number of people. It's going to be a very uh, merit-based selection. So if everyone applies, not everyone is going to get into it because first of all, if the program is, let's say, nominally priced, it's going to be very attractive for people and it's not possible for me to maintain quality with hundreds of people. So it would be a very, very selected people who will get in. But then these people will be taken through the whole program to help them really define the roadmap to build up a career in Germany. And uh, my intention is definitely to get more like a partnership model rather than to put the whole financial burden on the people, uh, especially in current times when a lot of them are losing their jobs, when uh, their hours are cut. Financial constraints are really a big topic. Well, that's again very <laughs> generous of you, I want to say. Uh, from from everything that you are describing, it's always you wanting to serve people and finding different ways of doing that. So you have multiple models. You do free webinars, you do one-on-one -on -one work for the ones who need that. And then you are looking for ways how you can serve the people in the best way. And then you are now telling me you are working on different models. So that feels like... Also, the difference to maybe working as an employee where you think of different aspects of how you can deliver the services, which you know 
are needed mm-hmm. in the best way possible uh, to the end user, exactly. uh, human beings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because I think in today's world, it's more about authenticity, it's more about the value, it's more about uh, partnerships rather than I'm a company, I provide a service, so I will charge you. I don't care tomorrow if you come back or not, or if you become successful, because the way I work is if uh, my clients are successful, that's when I'm successful because they will talk about it. They will spread the word, hopefully. And this is basically what I wanted to achieve to build up a brand, which is trustworthy and genuinely helps people. I also give feedback to people who I honestly feel should not come to Germany or would not be ideal to come to Germany. For example, a lot of people contact me who are either lawyers or who are doctors I don't tell them not to come to Germany, but I tell them that uh, without the language, they will not be able to do uh, the job that they're doing right now. And uh, they need to consider that very seriously because just learning the job might be easily one to two years of uh, time commitment. So I give a very genuine and a very critical feedback. At the end of the day, it's on the client and the person to make the final decision. When you talked about also before that when you made the transition from the financial consulting to career consulting, uh, mentoring, you were noticing actually people need first a career basis to be able to make the financial decisions because money should come and to be able to do this career development, there are things that they should know and be aware of. I don't want to steal like free information from you, but I really got curious if you could give people a couple of ideas which are really vital if one wants to have a sustainable career that will create, I don't know, safety, joy, whatever they need from a career. I'm more than happy to offer this like uh, openly. So there is no (laughs) obviously uh, motive because eventually it boils down to individuals, but the broader parameters remain the same. So first and foremost, uh, if you're coming to Germany, be very, very careful about the ownership about your career. Just because you come here as a student doesn't mean that you will get a job. Just because you come with a five or an eight year or a 10 year experience doesn't mean you will get a job. I came to Germany with seven years of experience. I had worked in India. I worked in Singapore. I worked for some of the biggest companies in the world. At that time, I still needed six months to find a job for myself. So do not take anything for granted. The language challenge is very real. If you're coming to Germany, if you seriously want to be successful in Germany, you need the language. You can survive with not knowing the language, which is fine, but then you will be stuck after a certain level in your career. And to go above that career, whether you like it or not, German language is required. So you have to put in the effort even before you come to the country to learn at least some level of German because then you have a base and you can start going from it. Third, Please make your own decisions. Do not depend on others. Similar to money, the financial experts or the financial consultants are not working for you. They're working for their own commission. So they will sell you things which give them the best commission, not you the best benefit. Same way, when it comes to your career, please do your own research. Please make your own decisions. Please take mentoring help from people who are genuine, but do not pay a consultants who will tell you that we, you pay us and we will do everything for you. The real struggle for you will start once you land in Germany. And it is already too late because the feeling you will have is that, okay, if I land in Germany, my career is successful, which is not really the case. 
I'm talking to a lot of students, professionals who have amazing amount of experience. They have the, some of the best brands when it came to education, when it came to working uh, for different companies. And they are struggling to get jobs in Germany in the current environment. So you coming as an expat with no preparation, no language skills, no understanding of what the German economy is, what the German workplace is, that will be very, very difficult for you to integrate into it. Yeah, so these are probably the basic points anyone needs to look at even before they think of moving to Germany. Thank you for sharing that. And I felt you really had a genuine care at knowing experiences of certain people. Yeah. I could notice your face expression when you were saying, please take ownership, please don't yeah. do this. Yeah, because actually, uh, to be very honest, the real trigger for me to get into this whole domain of career mentoring was because I met a lot of students in Germany. So obviously, there are students who land in good institutes like TU Berlin or TU Munich, Karlsruhe Institute, RWTH Aachen, they definitely do really good because those are really good institutes and uh, some of the MBA institutes. A lot of the students, on the other hand, land in not so nice institutes. And the problem is that they definitely get the admission, they get the student visa, but that is it. So they do not get quality education. They do not get quality network because these institutes don't have a network in the corporate sector. And uh, usually, more or less, the whole of the batch is coming from very specific countries, which are experts, either in Asia or in Latin America. So they do not even interact with the, the local German population. So they have absolutely no understanding of what it takes to get an internship. And then these students, the moment they start to recognize this is when they start going out for internships. And it's already too late by then. So... These are the people who actually depended on others who guided them. I have met students who actually got in one of the best institutes, but that was just by luck because he talked to someone who told him that he's not good enough for any of those institutes. And he should go to some specific institutes. And the only reason this uh, expert told him that was because the expert gets a commission from these institutes. He was, this guy was just lucky because he met someone who guided him in a very, very nice way because this person had worked with some good institutes in Germany and he eventually landed up in one of the best institutes in Germany for his MBA. And uh, you can actually see the difference. When I was talking to him, he was so thankful to this person who helped him make the right decision. Unfortunately, a lot of the people otherwise get exploited, honestly, financially and career-wise. That's why ownership is very, very important. And that's why for me, it's so weird that there is so much information on the internet. But uh, if you don't open the websites or if you don't research, then unfortunately, you are the one who will suffer in the future. Thank you for being there to, <laughs> to guide the people who are looking for this information from your own experience. I try. And coming to your own experience... I also want to touch to the fact that you have lived and worked in various countries. First of all, how was this journey for you? What made you every time to move to somewhere new? I believe that should have been challenging. And what did you learn from all these journeys? And what was the, a lot of questions, right? Let's start with what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> How was this uh, traveling around the world, working in different countries with different cultures? 
Actually, for me, the countries came later. I had already traveled quite a lot within India. To put this into perspective, the whole of India is something like whole of Europe. So the culture in UK is very different from culture in Germany to a culture, let's say, in Romania. So I had done my schooling and graduation from a small city in north of India. Then I moved to west of India for my MBA. I worked in south of India for my uh, initial job where I was for about five years uh, before I moved to Singapore. Then I came back to India in the same place. Uh, I worked there for one year more before coming to Germany. In any case, I love to travel, so I never complain about moving around. <laughs> in India, I already got an understanding that uh, every culture is unique, every uh, city is unique, every like the population, local population is unique, and uh, you cannot say that uh, X population is like this and Y population is like that. You have to live there, you have to understand the culture, you have to understand uh, their beliefs, their convictions to actually really be able to say <laughs> whether you like it or not or whether you agree with it or not, which is totally fine. But you cannot just uh, use a peanut butter spread and say, okay, if it is X people, they will be like this. If it is Y people, they will be like this. Because of those initial years, I think I had a very good or a very uh, comfortable understanding of uh, integrating with different cultures. In Singapore, you have a lot of Malaysian population, you have a lot of Chinese population, uh, there's a huge Indian population, plus also there are a lot of expats. So Singapore was the first time I interacted with people in my office. There were people from Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, Americans, Australians, Koreans, uh, Japanese. For me, it was a very nice experience and uh, that is what I really enjoyed going out with them. And in my experience, if you really want to understand the culture, go out and eat their food with those people. Because when you're eating the same food which you're not familiar with, and uh, for example, you come from Turkey, so if I go out with you and we have Turkish food, you will be so excited to explain to me, this is this, this is that, this is sweet, this is sour, this is spicy. And I love eating food, so for me, that's a normal <laughs> experience. People really open up uh, when they're in a restaurant or in eating food and uh, outside office. And this is where you can actually understand and learn the culture. For me, I think moving to physically moving to countries is always a challenge, finding accommodation, understanding how the country works. So India is very different from Singapore and both of those countries are very different from Germany in culture, in living, in practices. For example, in Singapore and India, I think I can get a new internet connection in a new apartment within a day, if not hours. In Germany, I have to wait for two weeks to even get an appointment for someone to come and install the internet. Those things take time. Uh, they, uh, it takes some understanding. It takes some time. But eventually, if you're patient enough and if you're here for a long term, it's a, it's a learning process. And this is something which really helps. Like for me, to get a driving license in Germany was one of the longest process I did. But now, since I have the license, driving on autobahns or within the city, I love doing that. So whenever I need to, I just pick up a car and use it and just leave it there. It's, it's, a, it's a, for me, an exciting journey to explore different cultures. Uh, I have friends who are from Brazilian background, Colombian, Costa Rican, uh, German, Spanish, uh, Russian, obviously Indians, Asians. So I love interacting with people. And uh, the more I interact with different people, the more I go, I think, uh, grow, I think, uh, as a person, person and a personality. It also sounds to me there's a lot of openness in your side. Like you are curious and you want people to to show their best side and their own passions and interests to you and you are there to just get it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, like I said, 
I don't know everything professionally, but that same thing applies also to uh, cultures, to uh, people. It's a lot about connecting with people, it seems like. Exactly. Learning and connecting with people. And uh, it feels also it, this is what you do for your own business as well. Connecting through sharing what you know and being there for other people in the way that they need help from you. Yeah, it's all about personal relations. I think today every business is a people's business. If you don't connect with your clients, whether you're an e-commerce company or a fashion company or a, a soft drinks company or whatever, you as a business cannot survive for long because today the people are looking for a personal connect. They're looking for a community. They're looking for personal relation with either the brand or the person they are talking to or taking the product or the service from. And I think this is something which is coming in very rapidly because of social media, because on LinkedIn, because that's my social media, not Facebook or Instagram. Uh, on LinkedIn, I can I can literally talk to the CEO or at least connect with the CEO of any company in the world. And if the social media was not there, I don't think I can even walk into their building, forget like me connecting with the CEO. This is where I think, the especially with the COVID, uh, it's more about like connecting with each other, uh, even if virtually, unfortunately, we cannot meet uh, in person. But at the same time, it's all about connecting with people at the end of the day. Our podcast is called Unique Careers, Unique Lives. When you reflect back on your career, what are the unique learnings for you from all that you have experienced and learned? I think the one unique and consistent thing based on my experience is that uh, you can never know everything. If you think you know everything, you're not going to be around for too long professionally or otherwise. There is always something to learn. There is always something new which is happening, especially in current world where because of technology and technology more as an enabler, not as a end in itself. Every field, every domain, every aspect of our daily life, whether personal or professional, is getting impacted. So there is no way that you can know everything. Uh, yesterday, I was reading another report which was on how AI is getting used in marketing and sales in automotive industry now. So I think this is a report from PwC, if I remember correctly, PwC or McKinsey, I think. And it was so amazing, like how based on all the data which is collected from these sharing vehicles and uh, autonomous vehicles and Teslas, how the marketing and the sales strategies are being, being formed to suit customers because people are becoming very conscious about the planet, about the pollution, especially with the current COVID situation. So they don't want to own a car. They just want to use the car when they need it. Uh, if someone is buying a new car today and another two years, the government uh, just says, you cannot own a car, you can only rent a car. That whole decision doesn't make any sense uh, in the future. It might sound like crazy right now, but looking at, at least in Germany, in Europe, the way certain trends are being encouraged to protect the planet, to reduce the pollution, it will have an impact on every profession, every role. So you need to keep evolving. If you think you know everything in your job, in your industry, in your domain, and you don't need to learn, that's a big problem. That's a big problem for you in the future. Fantastic. That's great. It feels like it, again, what you have told me, being open and seeing what's changing, what is what you are interested in or helpful at, how people are responding, plus how the technology and world is also changing and then adapting yourself. You also used adaptation uh, quite a few times in our conversation. 
Coming to the future, what are you excited about? Oh, I'm really excited about building up Careers Development Group, CDG. Yesterday, I had a very interesting meeting with one person who is one of the leaders in social enterprises in Berlin. So we are exploring like future opportunities. I'm, as I mentioned, looking out and reaching out to different uh, corporate partners who can help me set up some training programs. Because at the end of the day, the success or failure of any business is going to be defined by the quality of the people. And that's why for me, the whole focus is to interact with quality people like yourself, build up a network of quality people, and always keep giving value to everyone who's in my network. Because when you give value to other people and they benefit from it, they always remember you. For me, it's all about building even bigger, even stronger collaborations, even benefiting more people. As I said, like I'm learning. Once I know how to get these uh, corporate partnerships, you can believe me when I say that I would actually roll out a lot more training programs once I understand the secret of asking money from others. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely build up a much more stronger, visible brand. And hopefully soon when the tra uh, travel restrictions are uh, removed, travel to India and conduct a lot of these workshops in physical manner, and uh, which I was already doing in 2018 and 2019. So building up as much traction, as much visibility, as much network, as much value within CDG as a community, as a brand that I can aim for. So I'm not going to put a number that I want a revenue of like 5 million or 10 million because there is no limit on that. Fantastic. I'm wishing you all the, all the best, but it feels that you have so much to give and you have such a big vision that things will just move for you i'm sure about it and uh, thank you for sharing what you know what you have experienced with me and with the listeners of this podcast coming to the end how would you like to conclude our conversation i would just say um again to the listeners of the uh, in the audience uh, please own your career own your personal finance you work really hard for your career uh, you work really hard for your money so make sure your money works for you rather than just sit in a bank or you trust the financial experts to put your money on a personal friend. Just be open to talking to new people, talking to different people, talking uh, or experiencing different cultures, interacting with different people. That's, I think, the best thing you can do right now, because the more we talk to each other, the more we interact with each other, the more we listen to each other's stories. We get a better understanding of where everyone comes from and hopefully develop a bit more empathy towards each other. So don't judge people just because of the way they look or where they come from or the country or the religion or whatever. It's just know the person at a human level and then see if, uh, yeah, if you don't like them, don't like them. But uh, that's because of the character or the personality, but not because of anything else. Thank you so much, Arun, for your time and for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't think it's a wisdom. It's just uh, my experience and my opinions. Well, that's your wisdom as well. <laughs> you are very humble. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. You can find more about Aron and Careers Development Group in the show notes on the website of this podcast, which is uniquecareersuniquelives.com. uniquecareersuniquelives.com. If you'd like to lead unique careers and lives, you are on a wonderful journey. A journey full of gifts and a challenging one. 
That's why we walk this path together. I invite you to join our Unique Careers, Unique Lives community. Go to uniquecareersuniquelives.com slash join. And as a gift, you will also get access to a free masterclass that is about fundamentals of career change. I'm looking forward to welcoming you in the community. And I'm also looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Take care.